The Better on Draft podcast is recorded live in Royal Oak, Michigan. Now, pop that 40 and kick back with your hosts, Dan, Nick, Ken, Rob, Matt, and Angela. Episode number 106. Second six of the Better on Draft Podcast. I believe so. I think it's 106. Wait, no, no. It's 107. Yeah, 107. 107. 107. That's. uh, it's my birthday backwards, not 10 7, 7 10. Nice. There we go. Episode 107. Once we get to episode 7 10, though, I'll probably be old and <laughs> probably still have the same haircut. Yeah, Maybe probably. a little, a few less hairs. But uh, my name is Ken. We are here live uh, in the studio. Appreciate you all joining us. Rob, how you doing? I am doing all right, making it through the week. Um, I guess for any listeners who actually care, fantasy football update on 9 0. Thank you very much. Oh, my God. <laughs> Should I give my update, too? If only I had Juju. If only you had Juju Smith-Schuster, and if only Golden Tate didn't get ankle grabbed at the three-yard line. At, at, he loves taking the knee early. Right. Just, just Early and often. He's not dedicated to the cause. Just as my Steelers should have lost against the Lions, uh, I should have lost that game because you, you pretty much you got robbed. It's all good. What are you drinking over there? Uh, I'm getting ready to crack open a Mikeller vanilla maple shake. Sounds like way too much. It's uh, something I thought I would give a try. I uh, stopped in at uh, Steve's over in Hamtramck. And, uh, Hamtramck? Yes, he, he is uh, definitely building the collection up in there. It, it, it almost looks like it's getting to the point where there's so much beer that's coming out that he may, I kind of jokingly said that, uh, you may have to take out an aisle. To uh, get get some more beer in here because it's it's kind of crazy, but uh, the the Uplands uh, Upland Brewing just just hit town. And terrapins are coming too, huh? So that's what he said too. I, I was not even aware of that, but apparently yeah, terrapins coming too. But yeah, uh, but everyone's gonna get pissed off because that's not craft beer. <laughs> well, uh, apparently you know obviously not. Founders is not either, but you know everybody's gonna be. That's trying true, to get... but terrapins owned by uh, and I think that's Tenth and Blake. Uh, so it'd be a Miller House, huh? It would be a Miller House. It was. It's interesting because I'm in. I'm in a group online, and every time somebody posts something that's not craft beer, the person who runs it just goes off on a tirade. So somebody, obviously, if you guys are familiar, um, Budweiser did the Anheuser Busch or Budweiser Amber Reserve. So a lot of people are like, oh, let's check it out. Let's see what it's like. So this guy did this huge write up. Talked about it. Talked about what he thought of it, what it was like, comparable, uh, etc. But he didn't mention that it was made by ABI, Anheuser-Busch, InBev. So this guy goes off on this, like, three-paragraph tirade, like he's a, a Budweiser sympathizer, because he didn't mention the true brewer of who owns Anheuser-Busch. And I'm like, you're really... And that's the thing, though, is that every time you mention in this group, which is, it's, it's called Honest Craft Brew Reviews or something like that. Yeah. Um... If you're in that group, it like he just goes off on a tirade. I'm like, give it a rest. 
It, yeah, like yeah. everyone knows who makes Budweiser. Right. It's not. We're not even talking like those those fake craft beers or the crafty beers. Yeah. Um, like Wicked Weed or Lesion, where people are like, "Oh, that's not craft beer." But I'm like, eh. it just it just annoys me. Matt, what'd you just break open over there? I know. I thought you were gonna share that. Oh, that's that's a that's a face that I recognize. It's usually uh, when I drink an IPA. Though. Oh, geez. I, I think I think we are in a Curtis Painter years, aren't we? Is it worse? We're in like the Marquis Gray years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what years those were. Um. So, per like six weeks ago, seven weeks ago at this point, uh, when we had episode one hundred seven, actually, be eight year, eight weeks ago legally. Episode um, one hundred. We're on one hundred seven. Yes. Yeah. So eight weeks ago. Um, Aaron Langton, who is a lying bastard, promised <laughs> us that he would give us a can of Boiler Gold. And I promised that if this is better than For Local Gold, I would eat underpants. I am not going to be eating underpants because this tastes like Blue Moon had, had a um, illegitimate child with Natty Light. Ugh. Damn. That doesn't even sound... This tastes like coriander and malt liquor. Wait a minute. Ill- wait. Illegitimate child. Didn't he just lose for mayor? Blue Moon and... Moving on. This might be one of like the top... Remember, this tastes like Steel Reserve-ish. Um, like E40-ish light. Oh, no. I, I already no, don't no, like no, the no. nose on this at all. How do, you, how do you... This beer is terrible, but I, in, in better news, I, all I taste is corn here. Um, I did meet the man who uh, created Lifesavers this, this week. They uh, they say he made a mint. Ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, all, wow. all, all I can smell is just like malt liquor. It doesn't even smell like a... Yeah, so Aaron Langtot, you lying bastard, uh, you need to eat some underwear. <laughs> I don't understand what this beer is. What is this? Um, so this is a beer for the Purdue Boilermaker football team. And... It's about as good as the Purdue Boilermaker football team, which means not very good. Who made it? Um, terrible like soap. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I get is Terrible, soap. terrible people who drink terrible, terrible beer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who, ma- who makes it, does it? Uh, brewed and canned by People's Brewing Company. 2006 North 9th Street, Lafayette, Indiana. And again... Damn, you're just going to call them out that far? Well, it says... I mean... <laughs> I know, but... <laughs> they have the return address on this thing. you got to throw out the address. Like, I, 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 I literally... I mail it back. I literally want to put... I want to put cat poop, a postage stamp on this, and send it to the address. I mean, it. I know people can Google that and just, like, just throw it in there, but, I mean, damn. You just... Um, <laughs> like, I would rather drink four local than this. I mean, have you tasted this, Rob? Yeah. What What are your thoughts? I mean, it's it's lingering, and I I don't know, sir. I don't like it. <laughs> um. So I mean, this is a nosebleed away from being bad beer. I mean, it's 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 it is pretty much but, just like anything that you normally bring in for question three. That this it, it is does, it is tasting like soap. So this is drunk college kid beer. I wouldn't even, even. I wouldn't drink this as a drunk college kid either. There, there's absolutely nothing you could do. To if you would put this, this in a thir- thirty pack and sell it to me for twelve ninety nine, I would drink it. Is that, is that, that would be the that would be a huge caveat. That's probably like six dollars. If you lined this table with cups right now, about this full, and we flipped them, I would drink this beer. Because you, you want to finish it so fast. <laughs> One. So I don't know if you guys f- see the Red Republican um, beer guy. He got a bottle of Utopias. I did see that. And he, oh, yes. And he beer-bombed it. 
Wow. Good for him. Damn. How is that, Ken? Um, it's it's gone. You want the rest? <laughs> you want the rest of mine? No. No, you can have it. I'd rather have your boss tweed. Damn. Oh, look at you being wow. all fancy, drinking out of a, an actual. I know. Yeah. Where do you get a glass? glass. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'm to the cabinet and got one. I'm gonna tell you. What, can I do one? I'm gonna do one of two things. I'm gonna challenge you. Oh, oh Jesus geez. Christ. You can take one of these to the head right now. <laughs> the boiler gold or the M43. Your choice. That sucks. That sucks. <laughs> uh, or, or the four loco. I probably did the four loco. Wow. Um, so, Angela, how you doing? <laughs> no, we're not going to know so because we're going to get to the, the guests in a minute. Mm. So, Angela, how you doing? I'm doing well. What you drinking over there? I've got some boss tweet and nachos. <laughs> uh, how do you like your uh, your boss tweet and nachos? Do they pair well? They pair fantastically. Oh. Oh. <laughs> What? Is that boss to you? Yeah, I need champagne. Oh. <laughs> you want some mimosa? I want to, I want to, yeah, I want a hazy mimosa. mimosa. Yeah. That's fitting for what you're wearing today. Ooh. Hey, I had to work it's today. It's very like Birmingham Royal Oak of you. I feel, I'm, 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 I'm happy with that. I think I look proper. It's, it's, I, I work today. I, I sell for, real estate. For me, it's, it's a bit St. Clair Shorish, which, which makes sense. <laughs> no, makes, no, I don't have, makes sense. I don't have the boat shoes on. Oh, wait, are you wearing, what kind I of jeans do you have on? Uh, they're just jeans. Just, they're only oh, stitch jeans. I take back what I said. This or, is, I don't know. There's no like stitching on those that's, jeans. That's like those the, are very. These are Birmingham. There's no way St. Clair Shorish, A, because. My pants go to my ankles, and I'm not wearing loafers without socks. Uh, I actually, <laughs> I got waited on by somebody who was wearing loafers the other day in Royal Oak. That was pretty cute. Leather, black leather loafers. His pants were rolled up. You could see his ankles. Was it Madison Hildebrand? No. Sorry. Did Did you ask him for to dinner, and then he responds by saying, you know, well, I'm serving on a different night? No. Oh, that was too funny. So we do have a wow. guest, though. <laughs> Man, that was, that did, you, did you have a, a joke? That, that was the, the callback to Angela, someone asking her out uh, on a date while she was serving. Was that, oh, she was that, that, was that on the show? Was that on the show? That was on the show. I did not oh, say that on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Drop button. Drop button. Yeah, moving on. We'll, we'll cut that. Yeah. Bo, what's going on from Fillmore 13? Hello, hello. Thanks you, for having me. How you doing? Fantastic. Excited so, uh, to be here. We appreciate you coming on out. Where are you uh, located uh, to tell everyone real quick? Uh, Fillmore 13 is in downtown Pontiac, uh, right on Saginaw Street. Uh, 7 North is the address on Saginaw Street. All right. Is, hey. that, oh, go on. is that perpendicular? Does that meet Huron Street? Or is that run? does that run with Huron Street? It is perpendicular. So they run into each other? Yeah. Yes, about a block down. Okay. We're right uh, across the street from uh, Slow's Barbecue, their new spot, and the Strand Theater, which is a huge uh, uh, theater that they renovated down there. So we're directly across the street, and then uh, pretty much kitty corner from the Crowfoot Ballroom. That's still open? It is still open Jeez. and still rocking, yeah. That's a great place. I was just there last month. <laughs> Who'd you go see? Girl Talk. Oh, that would have been a great show. So what brought you to Pontiac? Well, we were looking for um, a nice downtown setting. And Pontiac? For the brewery, right. It's kind it's of an awkward spot, you would think. And even uh, Lee, 
uh, who was uh, the owner, he called and said, hey, we want to, you know, check, check out this building in Pontiac. I was like, are, are you crazy? You know, my experience is, you know, I was in Pontiac as a high school kid watching my high school play football at the Silverdome and really never went to that, you know, part of town. And, uh, but we fell in love with the building. Uh, it's absolutely gorgeous, uh, historical front. You know, we can't touch the front of the building because the historical commission. So it, it looks really nice, and we like that style. And uh, we prefer that over, you know, something in a, a strip mall or, you know, something that's a little bit more of a saturated market. So we're excited for the opportunity. You know, Pontiac's making a comeback, and uh, we want to help that and be there when it, uh, you know, truly takes off. So, so how long has Fillmore 13 been brewing beer? Well, we opened in March, and I started uh, brewing uh, probably in December of 2016 to get batches of beer ready for opening. Uh, it was a little bit, our opening was a little bit delayed with just, you know, the normal licensing stuff and all of that. Uh, but the first week of March was when we uh, first opened. Was December when you started brewing beer, especially for that, like playing around with recipes? Or did you already have recipes in place and you were just trying to, like, age beer appropriately for a March release? Sure. We didn't really know when the opening day would be, uh, but we knew we wanted to open with a lot of beer. Um, that's one of the things we're going after. Like, we have 23 handles. Uh, so we, we kind of don't like going into breweries and having six or seven options. And then when you go back to it two months later, only one beer has changed. So uh, we wanted to open with a ton of beer and try and get through it quickly so that it, it's, you know, rotating often enough to keep people interested. And, and, you know, for me personally as a brewer, you don't want to make the same beer over and over again. You want to try different things out. and. Um, so I think when we opened, we had 18 beers on tap. And then now we have our wine license. So we've added uh, mead, uh, cider, and then some wine as well. Um, so has there been a beer that turns best for you since you opened? Um, and like a, a, a best seller? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think most breweries would say that uh, their IPA is their number one seller. It's, you know, Do you find that true for you as well? Yeah, definitely. Uh, the first month or two, uh, I was a little bit shocked at what was sort of taking off as the number one. Um, at the time, it was uh, an apricot uh, Belgian uh, ale that we make. Uh, Ken was it, probably smuggling that one. Well, that was the, yeah, the, the apricot double. Yeah, actually, it's not a double. Uh, it's an abbey. Gotcha. Um, but uh, that was what you put on your list as uh, yes. you know, one of the beers to try at the that Eastern was, Market Beer Festival. That was so. definitely the winner for me at the UP Beer Festival right, when I right. was out there. Well, the, like I said, the first month or two, that was our number one seller. And we were, you know, a little bit surprised by that. Um, but uh, after a couple of months, IPA took over, which I think most breweries would say their IPA is, you know, probably their best seller. Now with Pontiac and that northern Oakland County niche being more blue collar do you some people have said you know people still come into our brewery and ask for a bud light or a yellow beer as we call it sure do you have a year yellow beer like a 
via Kolsch or Pilsner or yeah, yeah. a light lager. Yep, we've got mm -hmm. uh, a Kolsch beer uh, that we'll keep on year round. Um, but of those 23 handles that I mentioned, only seven of them will always be the same. There's seven beers that I'll make year round. The rest are going to rotate, you know, be seasonally appropriate. Uh, but then whatever we want to do, you know, we can play around with it because we have so much room for beer. So what are your seven mainstays then? Let's talk about those real quick. Um, you've talked about your IPA, probably going to be your number one. Yeah, uh, War Cry is what we call it, War Cry IPA. Uh, the Kolsch, uh, as we call it, Fillmore Gold. Um, I make an alt beer, um, and that sort of satisfies the... Why does everyone look at me? Because whenever anybody says alt or brown, we look at you to see your reaction. I think you might, I think at this point you lactate alt beer. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to taste some? I would take a suckle on your zipple for sure. I mean, it probably tastes like more gold. <laughs> oh, God. It may be saltier, actually. Yeah. With a little hair on it. Right. All right, so yeah. I think all, all beer satisfies sort of the, you know, red, amber beer drinker. Yeah. You know, you mentioned people come in uh, asking for Bud Lights or whatever. You know, another thing that people refer to when they want a beer is Killian's or you know something in that vein um, but all beer is a great uh, very traditional German style beer uh, without being overly sort of offensive in any one direction you know it's not super hoppy it's not super bitter it's not super dark uh, so it's a great option uh, for a brewery that if they want to keep a red beer on so what we do we did Warcry, Kolsch, all beer uh, I make a hazelnut porter as well uh, that was selling really well and uh, we'll keep that on along with a coffee stout so two dark beers uh, that's five and then hoppy nooner is uh, another IPA but it's made with uh, mosaic hops so they're a little bit less uh, piney uh, fruity, fruity. a little bit more fruity you know than uh, the hops that the war cry is made with so uh, and then the seventh beer, ah, the apricot, apricot. Belt. So that one stayed on after, after it once, was to... Yeah, once we saw how well it was doing, uh, and then, uh, have, you know, a few, uh, friends of mine, other brewers and people that I trust, uh, people that we all trust, you know, the, the team, uh, at the brewery, they all said, this is absolutely amazing. You know, it's, uh, unlike some you know anything we've we've had other places and we said well let's you know keep it on tap year round and see how it goes so what kind of seasonals do you guys have right now or that you're working on for december well yeah we just uh ran out of our uh oktoberfests and everything so things are moving along nicely where i can uh get rid of the seasonally appropriate stuff and uh now that it's getting colder uh, I've brought on some higher alcohol beers and uh, a few extra dark beers as well. So, uh, American Strong Ale I made, we're pretty happy with that one. Uh, kind of like, like an American barley wine. Uh, the uh, double IPA, which I have here, and then the Augustus Gloop is uh, a double chocolate milk stout. Let's crack open that double IPA. The IPA or do you want the double chocolate? I, I got like my beer. We can do the double IPA first. Yeah. You kind of sounds like you guys are kind of staying away from like the gimmicky beers. Like, did you do a pumpkin beer? I did not. I did not do a pumpkin beer. 
Uh, what about a sweet potato beer or a yam beer? People certainly ask uh, for these things, and you know, it, at the end of the day, I'm not making beer just for me. You know, we have to sell this stuff. Uh, but a pumpkin beer, I think, would stick around a little bit longer than we want it to. So I have a seven-barrel system. So if I could get away with making two barrels of a pumpkin beer, absolutely, I'll do it. I just, I don't want seven barrels of it, you know, so. You don't have like a small pile of batch system that you can we unload don't, on? We don't, no, we're looking into that and it's definitely something I want to try. Um, I'm fairly traditional when it comes to my, you know, my techniques and the recipes that I have. Um, so I would like to monkey around with some of the more exotic ingredients that people are using these days. Has there been an exotic ingredient that you've used that that has uh you know taken a stay for you good or bad you know one thing i did uh that kind of surprised me uh was i over the summer we made hefeweizen and i had enough materials on hands how many more of these do we need uh you and angela actually okay. Okay. what uh, gentleman serves angela last <laughs> around the table. Wow. I thought it would go around the table. I, I mean, you, you, yeah, you're good. I passed I think I did hand right. you the first one. But then, yeah. <laughs> um, she was eating nachos. For the people <laughs> listening that aren't watching. But yeah, over the summer I made half a bison and um, I made a second batch of it. The first batch went relatively quickly. And then I decided uh, to make it a peach half a bison. So we, we literally bought I think it was 40 pounds of peaches. Uh, Were these peaches in a can? No, 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 no. Fresh peaches. We peeled them, Sorry. cut <laughs> them in half, pitted them. That's a chore. Put a, yeah, put them in a big, huge bag. Now, the beer is finished, right? This beer is done. It's yeah. ready to go. It's ready to drink. So it's not like I started with it and, and worked with the peach throughout the entire process, but we just put it into a big bag, sort of designed for hops or whatever. And I threw it in the top of the uh, tank that the, the beer was sitting in. And uh, I still had some of batch one that was uh, on tap, so I didn't need this beer right away. And I, I think it sat in there about two weeks. And it was pretty remarkable. Um, really subtle peach flavor without any of the sugary sweetness that you might get from cans. You know, or in extract, the beer would have been ready to drink in an hour, you know. Pump it in there, mix it up, and so this and was after, like after the beer had fermented is when you put it in. This you was all this done. Was, this was not boiled. Complete or, afterthought. Let's like, fuck it, let's do it. Let's try and do it. And uh, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm fairly traditional, uh, and certainly with German beers. Um, I lived in Germany for a while, so I've got a certain amount of respect uh, for that. <laughs> Always do it exactly this way. Anything else is wrong. Uh, or illegal, <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it was just a fun sort of project. I had never done anything like that uh, with my beer. Other breweries I've worked at, you know, they they do different things, but with my beer, I'd never done anything like that, and it, it felt kind of good, especially since it you know turned out pretty nice. Yeah, so so tell us about this double IPA that we just poured. Double IPA, this uh, is my second crack at the style uh, with Fillmore 13. Uh, the first double IPA I made, I, you know, people liked it. The reviews were good. It sold very well. But personally, I wasn't uh, 
very happy with it. It just didn't come out the way that I wanted it to. So I sort of went back to square one and uh, redesigned the recipe. And this one I'm uh, very excited about because the name of the beer is something that my son uh, sort of came up with on his own. Did he drink it and tell you what it should He take? did not drink it, no. <laughs> well, he had named the beer before I actually made it. Okay. And the name of the beer is Octo the Omega Warrior. So my son, he just turned seven. Uh, he was playing sort of make-believe. And he was a king, and I was a king with him. And his he has a stuffed octopus uh, that he's named Octo. And uh, he gave him the title Omega Warrior because he's the best warrior in the land, mainly because he has eight arms and he can hold eight diamond swords. Uh, so he's playing this game and I'm kind of a part of it. And the more I said this, Octo the Omega Warrior, I was like, that's absolutely 100% a beer. Uh, so I went to, and I think within maybe 10 or 12 days, I, I had the beer in the fermenter. So who drew the picture? Oh, right, your brewery, because you have, you have a nice little photo of the... Yeah, the picture on the chalkboard uh, with the, the, on the beer list uh, was uh, drawn by a very good friend of ours. Uh, her name's Kim. Um, she does all of the, uh, the beer, uh, you know, uh, chalkboards that are on our beer list. Um, sort of my hope, though, is maybe if we ever get to the point where we are packaging beer or distributing beer, Maybe we'll make this beer, and uh, my son Max can uh, draw the picture and, and and get a label out of it. You know, <laughs> is he artistic? So, uh, a little bit. You know, when he wants to be. Uh, Just take a picture of him with this little octopus, right? More well, yeah. More often than not, though, if you ask him to draw something, it becomes a chore. Yeah, you know, but sure. if, he, if he's just doing it on his own because he wants to, he's come up with some pretty great stuff. So, how did you get into brewing? Where did where do you start? You said you lived in Germany, so yeah. Well, obviously, you kind of shaped I a little started uh, home brewing um, when I was in college. Um, because beer was too expensive. A little bit, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, you know, obviously we were all drinking, you know, the cheap stuff. Because um, that's what was available and uh, and and what we could afford. Once I I remember going into the beer store uh, and having someone buy a beer for me, <laughs> and I said, "Ooh, what's that?" You know, it, it, I saw this six pack and it just looked interesting and different, and it turned out to be Sierra Nevada uh, Pale. And it was just so different than the typical Bud Miller packaging. Uh, but then once I saw the price, I was like, oh man, you know, I can't, I can't do this every weekend. Uh, so I just started, you know, thinking about someone actually makes this stuff. You know, I was, a, I was a smart guy. I understood, you know, a lot of things, but it never occurred to me that someone literally goes to work to make beer. And once that realization hit me, I said, well, we can probably do this at home. I'd never heard of home brewing. I had never heard of any of that stuff. And I looked online, and sure enough, there were all these kits and catalogs and, and, and options for some that wanted to make beer at home. So I gave it a shot and uh, started making beer that I wanted to drink, that, or at least that I thought I wanted to drink. <laughs> you know, I wasn't <laughs> very good at it. 
at the beginning, but batch after batch, you start experimenting, you know, trying different things. And were you, were you using uh, like homebrew extracts, or were you just trying to go full on? It was extracts, okay. uh, definitely at the beginning. Um, I did a few batches with, you know, that were all grain, but that introduces a lot of uh, uh, challenges that I wasn't quite equipped you know to to handle so, so are you gonna i'm trying to do this try, try to think because when i was uh, a junior in college i tried to i convinced my roommate to homebrew and he brewed the bitterest beer i'd ever had so i didn't like it but i just remember that he doubled answer uh, no <laughs> it was some sort of honey brown that just tasted like how do you get bitter out of I don't know. honey brown that's what he wanted to make but it tasted <laughs> like e40 Honey brown wasn't that expensive to begin with. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I don't mean like honey brown for beer, but he was like, let's make a brown beer that tastes like honey. Did not work because all it tasted was hops, and, and then he ended up putting it in his car overnight, and it was December, and it blew up in his back seat, <laughs> and his trunk, and it smelled like apple cider beer because that was the second batch. And I, all I remember is him like just over our stove, like. You know, trying to make beer is that was that your experience as well, or did you kind of map the process out? <laughs> like, no, we, we uh, uh, was in college. My my roommate at the time he helped out. He was a little bit more studious than I was, a little bit more responsible than I was. So, to be yeah. fair, this this roommate that I I'm sorry I, I don't mean to lump you in this like herd with him. He also tripped acid on Friday to get out of his bed till the next Wednesday. <laughs> So clearly they got to have his boilies together. So maybe I'm sorry that I never did anything like that. <laughs> wow, we didn't ask. <laughs> so you're about putting acid Boy, in a beer you before? Notice my voice changed. Oh yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just to make sure that it was super serious. Yes. Yeah. I think someone was just telling me about a a beer brewed with mushrooms. Actually, I think that's a thing. Okay, I'm curious if the the special kind. Yeah. Yeah. Really. I wonder if like oh, the, right the what are they called like psychotropes or something like that like yeah. the the stuff gets boiled off kind of like when you boil off um, alcohol making like beer battered fish or something like that where like there yeah. is no alcohol but you're still using beer to make the batter. Yeah, I right. Know. You, I know you can make tea with uh, psych, you know uh, psychotropic or psychedelic mushrooms. But <laughs> All right, so the whole heat thing. I don't know. No, no. <laughs> Back, Back to, to Fillmore 13. Let's kill it. You guys have parking there, I would assume? What's the parking situation? You know, we do not have a parking lot ourselves, but there is uh, street parking in Pontiac. Make sure uh, you pay. Yes, there. it's it's uh, a point of contention. Uh, you know, we wish that people could park for free, um, but we don't really have control over that. But I think it's a dollar an hour. I got and I, I got a warning. When I when I parked there the last time I was because uh, I had stopped at uh, uh, experimentation uh, prior sure. to you guys opening right and I had a, a warning ticket on my car in regards to hey don't right. do it again yeah, that's nice to be able to just get so, a warning so you know it's it's a lot a lot of cities that have like the extremely cheap parking um, that aren't the Royal Oaks or the Birmingham's usually give you that because I was at somewhere over in like the the Midwest of the state and. Um, I remember parking because I was working there for 10 hours and I got a, hey, don't park here for 10 hours ticket. <laughs> but it was a, a friendly ticket like, hey, don't do it again. I'm like, well, I'm leaving tonight. So right, right. I ain't coming back. So food. 
Do you guys do food? Food, yep. Full kitchen, uh, awesome pizzas, uh, burgers, sandwiches, you know, appetizers, things like that. Now, I notice a lot of breweries do pizzas. Is it just because pizza's a cheap, quick way to feed the, your, your hungry customers or well, show people like pizza? Is it kind of a mix I, of the both? I think pizza is one of those things that's, you know, kind of easy. Um, but kind of like beer, you know, making beer is relatively easy. But how do you make, you know, good beer? What steps do you take to sort of step it up a little bit? Um, and we have uh, an incredibly huge, heavy, very expensive-looking uh, sort of, you know, uh, uh, stone oven. Um, so, you know, biased, yes, but our pizza is really, really good. Well, and I, I think one of the big things too, especially with that, like when when you talk about breweries. Um, it's a shared experience usually. Like, not too many people go into breweries by themselves. So when you go into a brewery, like, pizza is a shared thing. Like, when the three of us went to Ashley's for the Cascale Festival, we didn't order, like, we ordered appetizers, and we all just, like, ate each other's appetizers. So I, I used rum and poutine. Did we get anything else? <laughs> we, we had some other things, man. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> yeah, you, you were a little toasty the that day. It, yeah. It's really good at Ashley's, the, the poutine. Yeah, it, it wasn't bad. The fries got a meat seasoning. You got you to get the you pesto fries. You don't remember fries. what we ordered, but you remember the fries. <laughs> I remember being disappointed <laughs> if, if, with the, if, the cold and microwave fries. If, yeah, if so. any of the fries oh. that you get, you got to get the pesto fries. Those, those to me have always Next been the best time. fries. So you guys just had a bottle release? How did it go? Went really well. You know, we uh, uh, made a few different uh, items that we were uh, especially proud of and, and, and things that, you know, would go into a bottle, um, uh, barley wine and then uh, a, a, a mead as well. So we barrel aged those for uh, six or seven months and uh, figured why not, you know, let's put it into a bottle and, and uh, sell it. That way, you know, this stuff doesn't have to be only here at the, at the brewery. People can take it home and, you know, a lot of people like to cellar these things and, and keep them around, so. Do you think you'll do another one in the future? Did it go smoothly? I mean, it's, it's always hit or miss. You never know what to yeah, expect. Yeah, you know, you, I've, you know, I've been in the business a long time, and um, you know, watching places like uh, the Coonins or uh, Witch's Hat, and then you know, Dark Horse, and you know, just these famous breweries that make you know amazing beers that go into a bottle. They've got uh, you know people lined up around the block, and you know. So not that we were expecting that in any way, um, but you got to you know sort of think about it for the future. But at some point, I make a beer and we bottle it and release it, and it's you know desirable enough. We want to be able to do it, uh, do it right. right. So absolutely, we're going to do it again. I've got uh, some Russian Imperial Stout in a bourbon barrel right now, and uh, we are looking at bottling that relatively soon. So. Nice. We always like to ask about happy accidents. Is there a beer that you guys, or you brewed, or somebody threw at you that you brewed that you thought, eh, I'll just do it to placate this person, and it actually turned out good, or something you just toyed with not thinking much of that turned out to be something that actually didn't suck? Yeah, well, not so far with uh, Fillmore 13. In, in my career, I've had... Uh, happy accidents where you know during the brew day you think oh you know i'm, I'm never going to get a beer out of this and it ends up being you know one of the best beers you've ever made yeah do you remember any of those yeah well one in particular um was uh years ago at uh, uh copper canyon brewery 
Uh, and so we'll, we'll have other questions about that. But well, that's, that's where I started my brewing career uh, way back, you know, let's say it's 16 some years ago now. Um, I feel like we've had to have been, like interviewed every single person to have worked for that brewery. I know. <laughs> or way too many people worked for that brewery. Well, I started there and then um, I moved back to Germany and they had a few different brewers. and. When I finally, I was out of brewing for, I was out of the business for a little while, uh, and I started um, back just bartending at Copper Canyon because the owner there was uh, always a great guy for me, and uh, my son was, you know, very young, so um, I couldn't do sort of the, you know, nine to five, forty hour a week thing anymore. So I was just bartending there, uh, and then at some point the brewer that was there at the time left, and uh, I made a few batches. Uh, before they closed down and one of them was a uh, Hefeweizen and everything that could go wrong sort of did and uh, you know I, I did not expect to be able to get any beer out of this batch at all but it turned out to be one of the best Hefeweizens I've ever made. Was it just crisp or was there a flavor to it? Or? It was just a traditional uh, German hefe, so, you know... So it, there wasn't any, like, adjuncts that you added to... No, to no, no, it, no, but, you know, I had a lot of equipment issues, um, and at, at some point, I, I literally came within five minutes of just opening the drain and, and hosing it out and trying to, you know, uh, and starting again after we got some stuff fixed. Um, but I'll never be able to make that beer again. I, I could not tell you how it happened because everything went wrong. Um, a little bit more on the controlled part of things is the apricot, the Belgian ale. You know, uh, when we opened, I, we made an Abbey Ale uh, just to sort of, you know, fill in that sort of Belgian beer category for opening. And I said, there's no way this beer is going to sell uh, very fast. So if I take half of it and age it with some fruit, you know, before we open and put that on tap, uh, then I only have half as much of each to sell. And uh, it, it took off. But, you know, what we did sort of as an afterthought uh, became one of our most popular beers. And now it's a flagship. You know? I think a lot of people love the apricot taste. I think Magic Hat number nine does it consistent and well that I think a lot of people go to it. And then with us in the southeast part of the state, we have Dragon Meets Castle Bright, which you can get in a bottle. Right. And therefore, you can get more than just Magic Hat number nine. You can see what the trend and the style can do with the apricot. I think a lot of more people are more open to apricots, even if they don't like the taste of apricots right. or they're not eating apricot in any well, form of fashion. One thing I truly like about our uh, apricot is uh, it's real subtle, you know, it's it's not smacking you in the face with, uh, you know, overt, you know, fruit flavors. You can still taste the Abbey behind it. It's just a little bit of a hint that lets you know that it's there, so. You know, I when, when I had it at the UP Beer Festival, like, it was just so smooth, so easy to drink, um, perfect for that day. Like, it was, it was one of those beers, especially for me, and I don't know how you guys feel, because I know we have at least two big beer drinkers who love the, you know, the higher ABV, the barrel age, uh, the stouts, the porters. But for me, like when I want a beer and I want to drink, like I want to drink a lot of it. Like I could buy a growler of your beer and drink it all in one night. Right. And not get hammered. Right. So let's add that caveat because you could buy a growler of a lot of the beers. Like the, you know, uh, like Black Tuesday was amazing, but I ain't drinking oh, yeah. a growler of that. 
Um, and I think challenge accepted. I think fruit <laughs> general just cuts it just cuts beer. Where you know you could drink your standard whether it's a stout or a pilsner, you get that beer flavor. But when you throw a little bit of fruit in it, it just makes it more subtle and more drinkable sometimes, and to go right back to that standard beer flavors. Well, and, and I agree, and I think with the Belgian style, that strong ale, that that you know uh, double triple quad, as well as the the Abbey that fruit cutting it, and I think, not necessarily because it's not a fruit, but um, what Dragon Mead does over with um, Killer Bee, when they take the final absolution and they add the honey, and those who don't like that strong final absolution taste, which isn't that strong in regards to like other triples, but when you cut that with honey and you don't taste the alcohol at all, it's so dangerous. Yeah, it right, very dangerous. You know, I don't know if you guys um, uh, have ever had it, but it's probably one of their, like Dragon Mead's best beers. Oh. Is that killer bee? Um, in my opinion, minus the fact that I love their double dragon and their <laughs> castle bright and, <laughs> and their okay, and, you know I, I love a lot of their. Yeah, lot of their that beers. castle bright is awesome. The ca the castle bright's really good. So I haven't, I haven't had that one, castle bright. Castle. Oh, go on. Oh, I just wanted to piggyback on last week's episode. I can't remember if this was on air or off, but my roommate did text me and said he will come and bong a uh, Bourbon County tonight if we wanted to. I don't think we have a Bourbon County for him to bong tonight. There was one on our counter. Oh, jeez. <laughs> if you're going to provide it and do it, I'll, we'll videotape it for sure. Uh, so before we take a quick break, uh, Matt, yes? I just said before we take a quick break... Uh, I just want to go ahead and point out our New England IPA challenge, bracket challenge that's going yes, on right now. Yes, Um This is the, again, uh, we did 16 beers, uh, 16 breweries. We're talking about the New England IPA that they brew, nothing else. What's your favorite? It, the haze is the craze. And, um, haze if, is good. Yeah, and, and we're, we're going we're gonna to be pays. We're going to pay for a barrel of this beer of the winter at Brown Iron Brew House in Washington Township, just north of 26th on Van Dyke. So, did, did you just try to say that the, it's the haze that pays? The haze that pays is the craze for days. <laughs> oh, oh! Away. So, go to betondraft.com on Facebook. Does um, anybody else have the Happy Gilmore scene, theme like stuck in their head? Like, you just see that scene? No. Nope. Why don't we just go to Mandalay Bay? Bay. <laughs> All right. Things out of clay and lay by the bay. I just may. So, drink your mugs out of clay at Brown Arm Brew House. Olay. Um, <laughs> uh, Taco Tuesday? Make sure. Uh, Taco Tuesday. There you go. Um, so, so, make sure you visit this week. Tell us what your favorite beer, beers are. Vote on all of the challenges. So, round one's done. Round one is done. Round one's done. But make sure this week, the week of November the something, the 10th, uh, the 11th through the 16th. That is so correct. 6 p.m. Make sure you vote. Let us know what your favorite is, and we might just buy you a free pint. Well, if free to them, not to us. We're buying yeah. it. Well, might yeah. buy you a free pint. So yes, that is, that is correct. This is to the person listening. Yes, yeah. Yeah, no. we just got to make sure you know. Legalities and stuff. You can't yeah. give away beer. That's true. We are buying it. So we'll be right back though with the Better on Draft podcast. So uh, we are still here at Fillmore 13. Bo, we appreciate you uh, staying. Um, I know you poured out the the rest of the double IPA, but let's uh, let's crack open that uh, double the Augustus Gloop Gloop. I yeah. a little homage to Augustus Gloop with a bunker. Yes, this was. The Loop is gone. It's kind of a hard beer to name. Uh, I'm not the best at naming beers, unless it 
Like I, I am. As, Just call me. Are you good at it? We, we we pretty much have our de facto beer namer in here. He's 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 a regular beer name generator. No, just that might be awesome if we're down. Random conversations you have with friends, uh, and and like the Octo the Omega Warrior, you know that name jumped out and automatically uh, presented itself. But other things, it's not so easy. Uh, so we we had a good long thirty minute conversation about this beer name. Which is kind of long for us because usually it's let's name it that and it's okay. I don't think I think beer should be like um, just whatever it hits you when you drink it is what you should call it. Well, some people like to name their beer before it's made. Yeah, see, I don't quite do that. I, I think of what beer do I want to drink and, and let's make that beer, but then all of a sudden it's done and going on tap in two days and you have to think of you know what to call it. We have that same problem where I work too, where we're scrambling at the table. What are we going to name it? Everybody try it. Some beers don't need a name. You know, some beers are just what they are. I, I have a name that's. I'm, I'm, I'll give it to you because you're the you're the first one that's been into our studio since. I want to call a beer. I want to make a beer and call it. You won't like this. <laughs> <laughs> and I want it to be a middle of the road, very approachable, drinkable beer. Okay. Like a like a pilsner or a Kolsch or even like a light lager. So when people say you won't like this, when they go into a craft beer bar and they say, "What's this? You don't you won't like this?" Oh, it's it's a yellow beer, tastes like Bud Light, but you won't like this. Right. So they'll try it and like, actually, I really do like this. They're like taunting that with the name. <laughs> yeah. Reverse so psychology. Like, exactly. So then they think, oh, you know what? If I don't like that, then I might actually like this red or this stout. <laughs> then they're forced to buy it to test. Yeah, because it's one of those so, challenges. Like, you what if like they this? truly don't like it and they well, say, then, you're right? Then you, you, you politely <laughs> walk them to the curb and you kick them in the ass. <laughs> I've often thought uh, having a series of beers all on tap at the same time all released the same day you won't like this you really won't like this one is called please one is called thank you and one is called you're welcome and <laughs> a, a much better comedian than i could come up with a pretty hilarious sketch i think on how how the ordering process would go you know are you, are you doing can like an avon costello type something like that <laughs> can, can i have a thank you please uh, who's on first there you go you're welcome have you ever thought about what you, you wish you should really do is do a belgian release like a, a and then have one called a never and then what they're going to give you and then up oh. never and up. <laughs> No. Yeah, but at that point, then you can like sell it as a trio of beers for like a, a flight price, and somebody's gonna order it and never right. gonna give you up. I'm actually really into that. <laughs> I think it's a good idea. We might be onto something. Yeah. I'm. I like gimmicky stuff though. A Rickroll flight. Well, you know, there's all those uh, evil twin IPAs with those crazy. Oh, names. their have names have gotten. Their names have gotten ridiculous. Yeah. I mean. I mean, it's like 10, 10 to fifteen word names in their beers, where it's essentially it's they don't a, it's fit a, on the beer list. Right, it it's it's off, and it's like, wait, what am I drinking? It's a conversation on on the can. Maybe they're super like, clever that, though. Maybe we need to drink them all, and if you put the cans together, it'll actually be a message. To maybe, us. Wasn't that like um, Star Wars? There was a there was a band that had like ten words for every single, um, like I, I want to say it was Fall Out Boy or something like that, because like one of the songs was like. 
we had another name, but our lawyers told us we couldn't use it, and that was the name of the song. Eminem put an interlude of that on his album. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Paul Rosenberg. Paul Rosenberg. Paul Rosenberg. Yeah, I, I don't I don't understand. Oh, we got the beer. What do you guys think of the beer, since we all have it now? Um, ben. There's no malt feel to it. Like, there's no carbonation. It's just... Black this, and smooth. This beer is definitely uh, a little bit more undercarbonated than than most would be. Yeah, but it's also coming out of a growler too, so it's not like off and off tap. It's. Man, I'm pretty well, sure uh, that's how they fill growlers is off of a tap. I meant like I don't trust any growler. It doesn't taste as good as it does off of. So it's better on draft, is what you're saying. Intentionally, <laughs> I didn't want to, you know, so carbonate this beer as much as, uh, you know, a. Uh, uh, well, you, you you can carbonate beers to any degree that you want. Uh, this one I definitely wanted to be under, uh, just so you could, you know, appreciate the body of the beer, uh, and then that deep sort of you know chocolate. Yeah, it kind of almost so. drinks like a um, like a nice coffee a little bit. Like a, like a little like, bit of uh, roast. And it's smooth like a like a black lager almost. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, that is that is very smooth. I like this. Well, this beer I made with. Uh, uh, my first uh, boss here in Michigan at a Michigan brewery, um, Matt Allen. Uh, he came up uh, from Pennsylvania, and we made this beer together. And uh, is this a copper candy beer? This was not. No, this was just uh, something we came up with together. Uh, but he uh, pretty much got me going uh, in the brewing world. So uh, he helped us a ton getting set up with all the equipment issues and everything before we were open. So uh, this was a fun beer that he and I got to make together. So this can be really sneaky at eight and a half. And oh, is that what the ABV is for this? Yeah, yeah. it's uh, also we have some of this very limited amount in a bourbon barrel as well. Oh. So what we do with what that? What does it go to in a bourbon barrel? What's that? What does the ABV go to in a bourbon barrel? Well, I think. It, you know, some beers, uh, you'll lose alcohol, because uh, al alcohol will evaporate, you know, uh, but we don't filter or do any pasteurization, so if I put beer into a bourbon barrel, uh, there will be some residual, you know, fermentation going on, so it'll potentially go up a little bit, so. I'd be wow. interested to chase this in a bourbon barrel, because this right. is so smooth, that bourbon flavor would give it a kick. I would love that bourbon kick. Because I, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I just love bourbon. Typically, so. when that those stout, when you get a stout like this, it has a kick to it already. Right. But this one doesn't. So having that kick and putting it probably at a, I'm gonna guess a ten and a half, eleven beer, after bourbon barrel, this would be like boozy and oozy and smoothy. Talking ABV. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a very significant jump in alcohol. That won't happen. No, that'd be, that'd be a point. Maybe Don't a point. threaten me a time. Maybe. So it's just, nine. Maybe uh, nine, I would guess, is a safe bet. It just kind of depends yeah. on how long you keep it in the bourbon barrels, too. Right. Like, the, the, obviously, the longer you keep it in there, the ABV is gonna it's gonna soak up a little bit more. But well, it's the, not. the barley wine we made, um, it was in uh, a, a fifty-five gallon bourbon barrel for six months. That went up one point over six months. Uh, the uh, Russian Imperial Stout and this uh, double chocolate milk stout. We have an eight-gallon uh, bourbon barrels, actually from Motor City Gas, uh, right down the street. So the whole, uh, you know, aging process goes a lot faster because it's a smaller vessel. Uh, so it's not in there as long, 
and not as much chance for fermentation and, or evaporation, depending on you know what happens. But yeah, speaking of uh, barrel aging beers, North Center Brewing over in Northville, Michigan, has got two beers that they're uh, kicking in their uh, tanks up there. They got the coconut brown, which I'm really excited for. You can actually see the barrels too; they're actually under the the shuffleboard table. Oh, oh nice! So uh, <laughs> you can accidentally run into them, like I may have done while I was walking. Um, you have a purple bruise then? Uh, no, I do not have a purple bruise. Best way to hide things and put it in plain sight, huh? Yeah, it just it just kind of <laughs> looks like there's just two two wooden barrels just hanging out, but that's what they're doing is they're aging uh, two of their beers right in the front of the uh, the house. They don't have that much room over there. No, no, they really. I mean, it's especially in that area there where where the the shuffleboard table is. So yeah, they they have it hanging out right there. Um, I spent a lot of time there this week uh, actually brewing a beer. Got to see uh, the process. Got to see everything. We only we, we used their pilot system. We didn't use their uh, their main system. But they were showing me what they would do on their main system if we were brewing it. Because I didn't want to take up a huge pilot day or a huge brew system for this small right. pilot I wanted to make. <laughs> uh, but it would have been interesting. But we had a, a lot of fun making that. We uh, we made an alt beer that we're going to be bringing. Uh, I'm going to grab a growler for the show, but we're going to have a, a release date. Uh, see if I can get some people to come out, try it. Hopefully, people like it. Better off draft. Nope. <laughs> That's right. You you have a name. I already this named already, it. I already I named it. it. They tried to get me to change the name because they had a better name, and I said you can use it for any other beer you want because it's not a name that is a pun on alt. Uh, but the beer is going to be called Ultraviolet. Ooh. So, uh, really, really excited for it. Uh, it's going to be probably a couple weeks before we. Uh, is it a punk band out of the Ukraine? Uh, it is not a punk band out of the Ukraine. Sounds like it might be. What? It sounds like uh, a band you might hear in the uh, the original Triple X movie. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Sky Surfing. <laughs> so, uh, as always, well, we got, we're going to go over the, the results real quick for the, the New England IPA Veteran Draft yeah, showdown. Do. Uh, as I'm bringing it up right now as I had it. So, I did have, uh, I, you know, in regards to my own personal opinion... I had seven out of the eight. I think you guys probably had all eight out of eight. Um, Obviously. But for the Shorts versus Downey, Downey, the number 16 seed. That's all for Dandy. What, a, what an upset. Good Lord. And they're going to be going up against the winner of Broken Baffin, which is Baffin Brewing. Of course. All right, so I'm two for two. Yep. So that, far. That sounds like it'd be, that, that's a family on family crime, isn't it? That, that's kind of like Gangs of New York style? I, I think so. I think so. Because, I, I would uh, hate to see Daniel Day Lewis in that one. <laughs> we had uh, Brooks versus Ellison. That was the 10 7 matchup. Ellison takes the win. And River Rouge versus Oddside. Oddside takes the win. Mm-hmm. Now, Brooks was like a top vote getter in the, the other stuff. Brooks went back to back. Like they beat or, or they lost to Sherwood. In week one, and that was a huge. Like, it was like 450 versus like 451, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was something really, really close between the two. So, so they must not have like gotten behind it this time. I mean, it was, it was. I think it was a little more personal back when it was them against Sherwood. Okay. So I think maybe that's what got a lot more people out to vote for that. Go ahead. So uh, then we had Old Nation versus Drafting Table, and uh, Boss Tweed takes the victory. Yeah, he hours. pretty much. Uh, yeah. Was it close? It was not. Sorry, sorry, you know, grunge phase getting a short straw on that one. The the folks at uh, Drafting Table, they, they put up a good fight. I think that was one of the, the, the biggest voted uh, matchups was Old Nation versus Drafting Table. But uh, I don't know if uh, anybody's going to be able to take down Travis in this bracket. But they're going to be going up against... I like Drafting Table so much. I, yeah, I do, too. I do, too. 
Witch's Hat versus Liberty Street. Witch's Hat squeaked out a win. You know, I really think this guy is a sneaky good beer. You think so? I do. I hate their handles. Like, I literally hate their handles. But their beer is, 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 is good. Like, I, when I go to a bar and I've never seen a beer before, I ask, based on the handles, my attractiveness to the handles, uh-huh. and ones that I haven't seen before. I think that's why Ellison always is, like, on point, because that handle's a really nice hat. I think Caitlin just goes literally door-to-door and sells it. <laughs> the, um, the Capitol? Yeah, the Capitol I building. I don't like it. You don't like the Capitol <laughs> building? I, I love the Capitol building. I, I, uh, my favorite handles are Greenbush. It's just a piece of... Oh, there, there we go. <laughs> Wow. My favorite handle is the Alaskan Summer. It's got an orca on it. I have that t-shirt. I have an, I have an Alaskan Summer t-shirt. So we do it's have two, two more uh, matchups that finished. Uh, Ascension versus Petoskey. And uh, remember, this is Ascension's School Twerf, which will get remade if it wins. Uh, if not, it'll never be made again. So it's Lies, never that is again? such a... Like like the, you don't, that's, you that's, really don't think they'll that, make it again. That's, that's like right. a retirement, ma- retirement match in WWE. This is, this is a Kevin Sullivan versus Kevin Wong. This is what we were told because they are the continuing with the... Uh, I think you're thinking the Shockmaster. No, the Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan. I, I don't know. I know who Kevin Sullivan is. I His nickname know. was the Taskmaster in the WCW. I never watched WCW. <laughs> So uh, that's what they said, though. They said they'll never make it again. And what's uh, their reasoning? Uh, they said they're going to continue with their cereal IPA trend and continue to make more different okay. ones. So, right, they're kicked out. They're so, kicked so, out. So, so Fair enough. But I, I have to say, like, for them on. to just be like, we're never making that again. Like, how many people even got to try that beer? I don't know. Enough to satisfy them to then move on to probably whatever Get you say back. Rock. Hey, whatever you say backwards for Lucky Charms is probably next. That's my guess. That would be a good one, yeah. <laughs> anyway, finally. Well, I'm sorry, you didn't say who won. Oh, Ascension won. Okay. Ascension won. Uh, <laughs> they're kicked out. No, they're kicked out. <laughs> and then uh, the last one, uh, they're going to be going up against the winner of Dearborn versus Rochester Mills, which was Juice Bigelow, Rochester Mills. So the the right side of that bracket is going to be heavy hitters with Old Nation Rochester Mills, huh? I I think yeah, Ro- Rochester Mills. Because so the winner of Old Nation and Witch's Hat will face the winner of Ascension and Rochester Mills. <laughs> that, those are some big time players. I'm predicting Old Nation versus Ascension. No, versus Outside Animals. Well, this would be they they uh, Old Nation. I don't know. Those hate you know houses are everywhere. Considering though. considering the turnout they had last time, I am not underestimating Baffin this time. Well, to be fair, I was at Baffin like three times this week. <laughs> <laughs> because they they have a a new beer called Porta de Rossi, <laughs> which I don't know if that's for Porsche de Rossi, but it's a raspberry porter with a hundred pounds of raspberry. Oh wow! It is so good. It's like. It's it's crisp as a lager, and then just the dark notes paired with the raspberry, and you're like, holy shit! Like I don't like dark beers, but this doesn't drink like a dark beer. Hmm. Um, yeah. Have you guys made a New England IPA over at Fillmore, or we haven't? Um, Not giving it the peer pressure. No, I. You know, I went up to the uh, World Expo of beer, um, and our beers weren't there, but I walked around. And it's like every every place I I went for a beer, they had some sort of East Coast or uh, New England type thing, and I was a little bit shocked and surprised. You know, it's, you know, I'm in the business. Uh, I love beer. I drink beer, but uh, 
you know, most of my time obviously spent at work, uh, and then I go home. So I haven't been exposed to a lot of these, you know, things, and I'm a little bit surprised that everyone's uh, desire to, to jump on a certain uh, bandwagon, you know. If it's an amazing beer, sweet, make it. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Um, but what I don't want to do is make a beer, uh, and it might be an amazing beer, and have it automatically discarded as only average, simply because it wasn't available eight, nine months ago, you know. So I like the style. Uh, you know, M43 is, is an incredible beer boss tweet as well. Um, and I know those guys at Old Nation, uh, they, they, you know, no one knows beer better, really. Um, well, you want to talk but, like brewing beer, two-style brewing beer, following like old-style rules. Like absolutely. Travis does that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's got the, uh, you know, the... He's got uh, a German background just like you got. Yeah, well, he's got, you know, well, times a million. You know, he's just... Uh, uh, nobody knows the chemistry and, and the science behind it better. And then to see him, you know, the whole thing with M43, to see him literally explain why this is happening. You know, what what is the reason? Why why is there a hazy beer like this that looks like it has flour in it? Or, you know, for him to be able to explain all of that and then turn around and say, here, we'll make one, and, and here it is. Uh, it's just incredible, you know. But I don't want to, uh, you know, do that and automatically be, uh, you know, discounted simply because I didn't have it six months ago. You know, I, I've, to this day, I've never made a black IPA. Um, I'm, I'm going to wait just because, you know, I, I don't want to make a fad beer. Not that M43 is or any of these other, you know, Northeast IPAs are. I just, you know, I think I'll wait until the the clamor settles down a little it's, bit. It's quite interesting that you say that because obviously it's you're, you're caught between wanting, you know, you're in a business. You're in there to make money. You're in there to succeed. You're in there to uh, be self-sufficient, you know, make the money, make a living, um, and continue growth. And when you see these breweries, for instance, I was talking with Evan over at Baffin, and he was extremely upset because not extremely upset he's just like you know we we market we do well mango unchained is their top beer and then they had a new england ipa and he's like this beer just sold just as fast just because of the style right absolutely nothing no flavor nothing he just made it and it sold just as fast as their mango unchained and when you look at that and you have like axel axel just came out with yesterday's news which is their joke in regards to the fact that hey we just made a new england ipa and for me, as someone who doesn't like IPAs, I understand the fact you need to make an IPA. It's hard to survive in the beer industry without an IPA. But, you know, we see it at least in the state of Michigan, but it's in other states too. I, I was at Mommy Bay, and they have their hashtag fake juice. And they're just like, we don't know how this sells so much, but it just sells so much. It's, right. it's just the nationwide trend right now, though. Once everybody got a taste of Treehouse and Trillium, everybody wants it. Every, everybody has Nobody it. wants to pay treehouse trillion prices. No, but there's one of those in every... I mean, Monkish in California is the same thing as what treehouse is in Vermont. It's maybe even better. I mean, I don't know if... It's, it's just the well, style. It's everywhere. One comment I saw recently uh, in one of the 
uh, you know, craft beer groups on Facebook, uh, a, a member of good standing said, you know, if I had $5 million, I'd open a brewery and all we would make is this style of beer. And I would make, you know, 10 times my money back uh, and, and ride it for as long as we could. And once, you know, demand for this style of beer peters out, I would sell and, and retire a very happy man. Now, that's a business decision, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I have $5 million. Yeah. When I'm, when I'm trying to think of beer to make, you know, I'm not thinking of how much money can I make off of this beer. I'm trying to make a beer that's never been made by human hands before never been consumed but by it, ha human it has before. to cross your mind that you have to push the beer you have to move the beer or it, that you it, know sales is absolutely it, a part of it but it for me personally it'll never be the reason that I make a beer because I think it'll sell well you know I want to make good beer awesome beer amazing beer whatever you know I want to make a beer that I can drink with my friends and, and share with the public uh, if it sells well, awesome. If it doesn't, adjust and move on. You know, but I just I, I can't see myself making a, a beer of this style uh, right now. You know, maybe in a year or two, and uh, go from there. You know, but I'm not looking at dollars and cents when I'm trying to decide what beer to make. I I, I guess maybe because I don't have the passion. Obviously, you do. You have the passion, the history. Um, for, for me as a, a business person, like as much as I hate the fact that, you know, everyone has the IPAs and I'm, you know, I, I always, when I go to a bar and you just see all these IPAs and I, I keep hounding out IPAs, but everybody loves them. And that's yep. the thing is, is that I am the minority in regards to the fact that I don't like IPAs. Your double IPA was fantastic though. Thank you. Rick. Um, brown beers matter. Brown beers matter. <laughs> well, but that's the thing, though. We had we had loggers on last week, and I tried their IPA, and you saw this bitter ass taste in my mouth. Like, what the hell did oh, I just yeah. drink? And you know, I go and I'm starting to drink yours, and I'm sipping it. And I'm really good because it's not that hit you in the face bitterness. Right. You know, double IPA. That phrase scares me. Just as you know, Sagatuck when they had ESB and they changed the name of it because ESB scares people. You, you still, like, I, I just, I don't know if I can wrap my head around the fact that you still need to at least, obviously you're doing good for yourself. You're making money, you're doing well, but, like, I, I just always have to think, all right, what's going to sell as well as what I want to make? And maybe even a happy medium between the two. Well, one thing that I would like to be a part of is why can't I be the first brewer to make the next craze, right? That's fair. So what will be the next one? And if, if just an idea hits you and you go in and make a beer and all of a sudden it takes off and you're the first one or one of the first five and you sort of, you know, separate yourself from the pack, you know, if, if that happens, absolutely, we'll, we'll ride that wave for as, as, as far as it'll take us. But um, simply making a beer because it's super popular right now, I, you know, I just, I, I can't see myself doing it. So. Fair. Uh, yeah. I well, mean, <laughs> hit that button. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I thought you were going to jump. Actually, I, I kind of had a question because, I mean, obviously with you guys being, um, you, you guys basically share a space with X Fermentation, as we, you brought them up earlier. Right. I mean, essentially, it's, it's kind of, it, yeah, it's across the hallway. 
And what is that? I mean, obviously, every brewery, most breweries don't consider themselves competition with other breweries, right? Because they, you know, it's it's kind of a it's it's kind of a brotherhood. In, good in for the goose, good for the gander. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, what is it like being, you know, essentially sharing space that is, you know, twenty steps away from another brewery in the same building? Yeah, it's uh, certainly a unique uh, situation, but it's not one that we mind at all. Um, Pontiac is, uh, you know, it, it needs uh, all the help it can get to get people to come down there and enjoy the nightlife. So uh, it's happened time and time again where um, someone will be sitting at our bar, they'll finish up, cash out, and then, you know, five minutes later you see them sitting uh, an experimentation. And you go stab them? Say, so, <laughs> no. It's, but, the, but then you see them cashing out and they come back. You know, so they're out for the nights. And, you know, if, if we were Chinese restaurants, right, you know, no one's going to come to my Chinese restaurant, pay their tab, and then go to the one next door and right. eat again. But it's beer. You know, yeah. no one's out to have one beer and then. You know, yeah, be done. Yeah, that's the best part about the business. Right, they they go back and forth. Well, I would think having two breweries in the same building would be a selling point. Like, I would Absolutely. want to go there because I know now I can go to the restaurants. restaurants. Absolutely. I mean, you, you would think... Do you, you want the two Chinese restaurants next to each other? <laughs> no, I want to build a restaurant in between, experimentation. Ah. And, and, I mean, it's just the hallway. Like, there's I nothing else. I would, I would be a very frequent customer. A food court. And, 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 talk about the, the potential for the closest collaboration of all time. Yeah, I mean, is is there is there any any plans in the works to possibly do a collaboration with experimentation? Yeah, we've thrown a few uh, ideas around. Uh, Bottle it. They're uh, really awesome guys, and it, it's interesting because I've been uh, brewing uh, professionally for a while, and the last time I made a beer at home was you know a very long time ago. But these guys were you know home brewers, and they got you know really deep into it and they invested some money and equipment and and they got very very advanced so you know on you know on one hand we're at opposite ends of the brewing spectrum uh but if you flip that around they know more about certain things with brewing than i do you know uh just because i've been on a professional level for a while and and they're just starting out so it's awesome to talk to them and get their perspective, and then they, you know, they come to me and ask, you know, questions about certain things. So, uh, as far as collaborating on a beer, absolutely, uh, we want to do that. We've thrown a few different ideas around. Um, it's just, you know, you got to make it work and find the time and the and the tank space to to right. do it. So. I was looking at to see when we actually had experimentation on. That was over a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was did quite they, a while. Did they come on and do it? Yeah, they were they were episode forty nine. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. That might have been pre. That definitely predates you. I was here. You were here. Yeah, because I still have the glass somewhere. I'm gonna broken yeah. it. <laughs> it was kind of a, I, kind I of a funny story. Uh, before we were open, um, we met them, and uh, we were talking, and they asked me what kind of. You know what's your style what kind of a brewer are you and i said well you know i'm kind of traditional i'm not doing anything crazy stupid and wacky like you know strawberry bacon rhubarb 
As they all kind of looked at each other and they said, well, that's what we do. I was kind of embarrassed. I was like, oh my God, I literally just, you know, pissed off the guys that I'm going to be sharing, you know, a building with for a while. Um, But no, it works out great. Uh, We have no problems or or hesitations at all having, having another brewery so close. You know, bring another brewery to town, bring two, three more to town. You know, it's all good. Because, you know, once you have five or six places, people come, you know, they'll all have their favorites. Right. They, they have their regulars that I don't see that often in my in my bar. Is it like we, a Lafayette we, versus American over there? <laughs> you know, experimentation <laughs> versus uh, Fillmore 13? Probably, probably, you know, certainly not hostile at all, though. You know, it's uh, they, they come over for lunch. Um, our food menu is a little bit more uh, involved than theirs is. Um, I have a few more beers on tap, you know, but they they definitely satisfy a certain uh, you know uh, part of the market where they're you know making beers that you're not going to find anywhere else. So, all right, well, uh, we're going to take a uh, yes, Matt. Not before I talk about the New England IPA bracket challenge. It's coming up. It's starting again tomorrow. It's the Elite Eight of the New England IPAs. They launch tomorrow, Saturday at noon. They're going to go all the way through next Friday at 5 p.m. So make sure you get on to the Better on Draft Facebook page. It's the only place you can vote where they count. Even if your brewery shares it, it doesn't count unless you go to our page, Better on Draft, on the Facebook page. Use the emoji system and tell us which New England IPA you like. Hover over the like button and choose the either the haha or the wow emoji. Don't just click one or the other. Don't be one of those silly little stooges that puts it in the comments. Hover over it, click it, like it. Let's do this. Show us what your favorite New England IPA is. We're going to buy you a pint of it at Brown Iron Brewer House in Washington Township, Michigan, Van Dyke, just north of 26 Mile. And you can find all these great New England IPAs at the Tuna Liquor just south of 59 in Rochester Road on your way home. You can get the wall of juice that he has over there. Yes. Nick uh, Nixon's. We'll be uh, right back. Better on Draft Podcast. <laughs> And we are back, Better on Draft Podcast, episode number 107. Still with us, Bo from Fillmore 13. Right. We've got, well, that's a nice little uh, howler over there. Did you get it back? Um, no, I actually have two of them. You didn't give me mine back yet. Do I still have it? Uh, I left it with you last week. Uh, I probably left it here and I didn't take it. Uh, then it's under the sink. Oh well. Go have a little sniff of if, that. If you need, if you need a howler, I'll definitely get well, you. Well, I don't have an issue with howlers. It's the fact that you always leave like the last like half inch of beer, and then you open them up, and they just smell rancid. And it's so hard to make them not smell rancid. Um, you just usually get, get wash them out when you're done. Wash them out, and get some star sand. I get some. I put a little bit of dish soap, some hot water, and yeah. just shake them, shake them, shake Screw them up. Do you shake it like a forward? No, I shake them. I was going. I for. shake them like a Seven Eleven. Shake them, shake them. Oh, just, just, just shake it off. Shake it off. <laughs> just I, get, I'm gonna ice cube shake them off. Get, get some, get some star sand because you, you get you start using you know dish soap. Then some of that stuff. If you don't get all of that out, you try and get that filled well, with beer. I do that. And then I say, hey, you know, use your little whatever bar soap they use, and then. Well, that's well. I guess that's the star sand, pretty much. Yeah. So as always, we, oh wait, wow. Let's try that one again. Yeah. As always with segment three, we have five questions with Matt Bush. Five questions. All right. Take that away from you. Hi, friends. So, um, big thing going on right now. 
oh, this is not for me. Yeah, I know it's not for you. I'm just passing it around. Hey, Jordan Knight once said, this is all for you. (laughs) Is that Jordan Knight or Jordan McKnight? Because there's two different people. Not Jordan Knight, not Jordan McKnight. Jordan McKnight from the... New Kids on the Block? No, that's Jordan Knight from New Kids on the Block. (laughs) I thought it was Jordan McKnight. You're drinking that a little too soon. Hold it. So, uh, NCAA football is winding down. Uh, This Saturday is like... The precursor to the playoff. It's huge this Saturday. There's, I think, 11 of the top 20 teams they've played against each other. Yeah, 12 so, of the top 20 teams. So I was looking at, um, of the top 25 schools, 22 of them have, uh, or actually 23 of them, have animals as mascots. Okay. Or, I'm considering a human an animal in this thing, like, so it's a Sparty human. I got you. So, of the top 25 schools, only two do not have animal mascots. Your Miami Hurricanes and the Iowa State Cyclones. Are you kidding me? The so, mascot of the Miami Hurricanes is Sebastian yeah, the Idols. Yeah, okay. The actual, like, name of it, though, like, the... Ma- You're talking about the actual, the mascot the nickname, name. The nickname. The nickname. Not the actual yes, person. the hurricane. That's the okay. difference between so the mascots. The Miami Hurricanes, so the hurricane is the moniker of the football team. Correct. Okay, so, okay, how about this? Of the tw- top 25 monikers, there you go. 23 of them are are animals. Okay. 22 of them are mammals. Which college does not have a mammal as its mascot logo slash moniker? What? Oh man, that's a tough one. This is actually an easy one. What do we have to do? We have to, we have to, which figure, college, we have to figure out which college. Which college in the top 25 of football does not have an, a mammal as its mascot, logo, or moniker? <sighs> There's only one of them. 22 out of 23 are mammals. I was going to say, you know a lot more of the teams than I do. I'm trying to think of. I'm guessing that some knowledge of college yeah, football no, mascots no, was, might help. Just just a little bit. I'm. I have nothing. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think like of yeah. who's in the top. Well, obviously, because like the Fighting Irish is a mammal because that's a man. Yeah, Irish okay. people are still animals. Well, well, <laughs> some pieces of your mental animal. Can I think out loud? Yes, yeah, please do. Yeah. yeah, no, this is a collective. Oh, is... Everyone talk amongst what themselves. Is there some sort of reptile? Talk amongst yourselves. Reptile. <laughs> I'm trying to think of who. Is there a snake? Like, I instantly thought of the Diamondbacks. Right? Was, that's, uh, that's Arizona. It's that's a baseball team. Professional team. baseball, right? Yes. So yeah. I'm thinking of college snake. football. Home of one of the best two one-two punches to win a World Series. Uh, <laughs> and if there isn't a college right. mascot named Cobra, we Cobra. should start a university. There is a team named called the Roadrunners. University of Texas San Antonio, the Roadrunners. That's birds. That's, uh, that's a mammal, isn't it? You know who's no, the... That, uh, is a, that is avian. An avian. You know, you know who the coach is of Atsa, right? Mike Mangino? Larry Coker. Really? Yes. <laughs> oh, of course he would know that from the U. From the U. Uh, he might not be the coach anymore, actually. Mine um, cheater. I really don't know. I, I think yeah. we're going to have to, like, I mean, every single team name that goes through my head does not. Uh, wait, 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 wait. The Hawkeyes, Iowa. That's not a mammal. That's a. That's not an ant. They're not in the top twenty-five, by the way. Iowa's not. No. Not after that. No, because they beat the shit out of Ohio State. No, they were like in the fifties. Are you sure? I mean, 
Per the, per the, the I'm, I'm, we're, we're, we're right, conceding, so, so, I, so I'm looking up right now. What's so, your so answer? Just, actually, just so I can get it out of my head, the uh, uh, Wisconsin, the Badgers are Badgers are mammals, right? The Badgers are mammals. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know why me, it's stuck in my head. What if I say pa uh, Big Twelve? Yeah, you still wouldn't help me. Texas Christian University. T the Horn Frogs. Actually, a lizard. Neither a frog nor a lizard are a mammal. They are both reptiles. One's a reptile. I, didn't, I forgot to. Uh, so, by the way, Iowa ranked number twenty. Okay, oh, Hawkeye's okay. still a person in this case. Hawkeye's still what? a person. Yeah, that's Jeremy <laughs> Renner. Why? There you go. See. <laughs> so, um, on things I, I like to Google, this week it was beer plus national sovereignty. Um, and ironically, an M Live article came up with. Uh, best new breweries of 2016. You guys started in 2017, right? We did. So hopefully yes. it'll be on this list. So the best new brewery of 2016, according to MLive, their description reads as such. X Brewing is creating, quote-unquote, world-class examples of traditional Belgian styles, unquote. Although these, uh, although these are head brewers' own words, we couldn't agree more. Each and every beer we sampled was just about perfect, and not all were Belgian. Their flagship, not going to tell you this ale, is delicious, slightly <laughs> did peppery. Did you just name that? I did, and very drinkable. Other standouts were this star, just another IPA, also named that one, that had so many flavors going on that the other writer, Amy, had to taste it again. And this triple, that was just the right amount of brightness. This is, a Wait, this is a brewery that came out this year. No, so the 2016 MLI best brewer is okay. this brewing company. Hmm. So it's a Michigan brew, yes, obviously. Right. You said Amy, so that's obviously Amy Sherman of MLive. Correct. Um, can, can you give which, us a region? Yeah, I'd be happy to do that. Which, by the way, right now I am drinking the, the Mee Keller Beer Geek Vanilla Shake, and this is absolutely phenomenal right yeah, now. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Funny. I, uh, the, the maple vanilla shake is, I don't know, I think that's still, still too maple -y. It is a three-hour and 51-minute drive away. Jeez. Wow. No, I was going to guess the Vivant, but no, it's only like yeah. three hours, if that, um, and a half. Northwest Michigan. North. Yeah, I was going to say, you're talking Traverse City at that point. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say Snowbelt. Snowbelt's only three hours away. That's okay, okay like one that. more hit. Because there's a lot. I've, I've made that, I've made that Traverse City. They're really good. They um, are, I had their brown ale, which was a coffee brown, but it was a bitter coffee They brown. share part of their name with an X-Men. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, go go through your X Men: Cyclops, Wolverine, the sexy X Men, Storm. Oh, Storm Cloud. Storm Cloud. Never been. <laughs> so you guys all have a beer that I pour, or that Rob pour for you. Yes. yes. Anyway, um, so uh, no, beer advocate is a three point four nine out of five. The ABV is five point four percent. And um, the beer advocate reads as follows. This was served into a generic pint glass on tap at this brewing in this part of Michigan. It glowed a deep bronze coloring but offered no real head or lacing. Clarity was cut only by a chill haze. The aroma gave notes of amber pale and sticky caramel malts, malt, smoke pettiness, moss, and light pseudo-oakiness, licorice, and plastic phenols. 
that flavoring was heavily malted up front. What's a with, phenol? Yeah, <laughs> kids in it's, it's what Scientologists believe in. Ah, uh, okay. All right. <laughs> Moving on. The flavoring was heavily malted up front. The bittering amber grit, metallic yeastiness, yet close on its heels. Blending through the back was a finite blend of sweet banana esters, black pepper, and clovey spice, coriander, meaty, mealy blueberry, white flour, and corn kernel, raw barley, medicinals, and sweet honey tea leaves. Man, this guy uses commas a lot. Wrong kind of medicinals. Who wrote this uh, review? Some guy in Beer Advocate. The body was medium and carbonation was medium, but there was a paucity of frothy or creaminess to it. The mouth was left feeling wet and salty, like a dog's nose, I added that to myself, with no real pucker or dryness. The ABV was appropriate, and this one drank easily enough. How recent is this dude's Cicero? From, tw uh, I don't know. But clearly, John Pipe Brock wrote this. Shout out to John Pipe Brock. So what's the question? We, we, have to, we have to, as a collective, figure out the beer. We have three questions, three questions to, to kind of guess a region, an area. Um, to figure out what the beer that you're drinking. Yeah, so he could have, this is obviously a Michigan beer. It's not a New England, no, it's not that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it wouldn't be that easy. So, uh, but he, he might not have necessarily went to the brewery. Like, I need more. Yeah. He uh, he might have went to. Oh, this one here. Excuse me. He might have went to uh, a beer store, a growler fill area. So it could have been like um, that place over in Beverly Hills, Michigan Growler Company. I think is the name of it. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Or yeah. Zatuna Liquor, just south to 59. Zatuna Liquor, they got one now too. Yep. Well, Brown Brew Brewhouse, where they sell growlers. Brown Brew Brewhouse. And um, Howlers. So, free question, did you buy this at Brown Iron Brew House? I did not buy this at Brown Iron Brew House. Okay. I was near on Wednesday, Thursday-ish, actually. <sighs> I was going to say, I feel like it's going to be Baffin just because you went to Baffin three times this week. All right. I did not go today, though. We need some tasting notes on this one. I just gave you every tasting note. I mean, I other, other than, yeah. you know, the... the right the, and wrong yeah. tasting notes. Whatever well, that, that dude wrote. That was an amazing review. So, you like the beer? What? It's Bro, an amazing like review. <laughs> you, Rob, do you like the beer? I have nothing. I mean, the words that were used and what you just read are spot on. That, that's a lot of effort. Yeah, put a lot in, of commas put, put into a beer advocate review. So, does I mean, anybody I like, like the beer? I, 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 no. I don't. I've, got, I've got a malt forward with a bitter back. Okay. I, I've just got the malt forward. I mean, I don't. You don't take. Oh, then again, I'm. I, I don't hate the beer. I mean, it's it's certainly. I mean, no. if it was put in front of me, I really don't have much of a problem drinking this. I, but I but taste. I don't have. That's the thing is that I don't have a lot of flavor to me. It's just it's very inert. Well, up against yeah. the vanilla shade, which isn't bad. All right. No. So let's 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 get one question down. I'm I'm gonna try a geography question. All right. Because I feel like based on what you said, you went to a brewery. Uh, yeah, I did go to a brewery. So Actually, I've been to multiple breweries. I, smart ass. Could have gone far. So I don't think you went to Wayne. So I think it's gonna be between Macomb and Oakland. Did you go to Macomb County for this brewery? I did not go to Macomb County for this brewery. Okay. So what kind of style beer do you think this is, Bob? Like, what kind of styles are in this style of beer, do you think? Or what kind of range of style of beer do you think we're drinking? Well, I think you could... Anybody, really, but... You could narrow it down to 
you know, I think it would fit into a few different categories. Uh, sure. Depending on what the brewer intended. Um, I'm kind of tasting heather or something, you know, some sort of lavender. Her name's Angela. Some sort of sweetness. <laughs> so, come on. Wow. No. Uh, and besides, that's, that's uh, you know, a movie nice out of the that. 80s. Damn good movie, by the way. Just there's a there's a certain sweetness here that I don't think is necessarily coming from malt. I don't know. Is there honey? I, I don't know. Okay. He he buys the beer, reads the beer advocate review, and then we have to guess it. That's basically gotcha. the. Yeah, I'm not a savant or any sort of. I do have a a beer sommelier. I, I do have a cicerone as a beer server. But I, you're I, you're a CBS. I am a certified beer server, yeah. I don't know if those, like, certifications run out because I have definitely not kept up my continual education. Did you have to have that to um, work at Powers? I didn't have to, but when they, they start you, you just, they give it to you, yeah. Huh. Did you think it was hard? It's not that hard. Get the heck out of here. All right. Did, they, did you try it? I, yeah, I have it. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't that hard. I thought it was pretty darn hard. Well, they gave us... They gave us all the answers to the to the test. Yeah, I had yeah. no answers, no help. I just study. I don't like I. It's weird because I take I taste bitter. It, it tastes almost, almost like an IPA or maybe an English mild. It's too Not dark to be an IPA though. So Rob, what are your thoughts? Do would you like some more? I don't taste IPA at all. Better for loco. Again, I, I have like, I'm, I'm very apt to tasting oh, yeah. the bitterness because I don't like bitterness. Therefore, any fade of bitter is is just going to hit me. So I mean, I certainly would cut the grass with this one. I have, I have no problems with it. It's, it's just not too bad. What would you say the ABV was? Five point four percent. Five four. All right. I so mean, I just I I don't. I'm trying to think of of any type of question of where. I mean, to go. the color is a golden brown. God, I I have no idea. Like I'm, I'm at a loss. I don't think this is. You carry the team. I can't. Some days I need some help, folks. We know it's. I'm I'm pretty. I can almost guarantee that it's an Oakland County brewery. Because you are correct. Okay, that wasn't a question. Oakland County. I'll give it to you. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna run it. It's an Oakland County brewery. I'm pretty sure you're you're not gonna make this one. So I don't, I don't think I am either. All right. So if we're talking Oakland County, then well, what, then then we need to we, we need to get a style, or we're SOL anyways. I mean, I guess I I'm we, sorry to break it to you. It's definitely not bitter. It doesn't linger. It has like notes of like that guy that guy said. Banana and clove, which is really typical of like a happy, but it's obviously not. No, it's way too dark to be happy. So I don't know. I mean, if if we try to go geographical again, and try and split Oakland County by, I don't know, twelve mile. What is Oakland thoughts? County? Black Lotus is Griffin Claw. Yeah. Yep. Griffin Claw, Royal Rogue. Oh Rogue. Rogue. River really Well, we were saying that Matt Fillmore looked very 13 royal. over in Pontiac. <laughs> exactly. Matt looked very royal. Not <laughs> as bo- as bo- not as bo- in 2016, though, sadly. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Wasn't that part of the deal with this beer? Uh, I don't know. Or no, that was the last one. That was yeah. That was it had the, to be open in 2016. That was a storm cloud. Yeah. This yeah. Is, yeah. This does not involve the storm cloud. Hmm. Do do you have a flavor like uh, a style? Like you, you mentioned a few styles. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd, it's certainly not an IPA. 
or not one that I, I would. I, th I think it's like an English mild or something. Uh, well, I'd like to tell you, I, I'm, I'm on their website. They charge $2.50 per Coke. Are you offended? Damn, that's, yeah, kind this, of. this is North Oakland County. That's pretty standard. <laughs> $2.50 for Coke yeah. Royal Oak. <laughs> a 10 cent pour for $2.50. Um, you probably don't order pop anymore, but that's like the going rate. But if you were to bring a child, well, yeah. Uh, I don't know. That just bothers me. Did no, that? I agree. I mean, you'd probably be more bothered when you see it for two seventy-five other places. Well, yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna just go to McDonald's and get mine for a dollar. I was gonna say if it's two fit, <laughs> it's it's gotta be like Griffin Claw, like Birmingham Royal Oak. It's gotta be one of those. Griffin Claw. Questions, please. Questions, please. Mm. I'm not. I'm just not familiar enough with beer. Well, just, I don't know why I'm on I, this show. I don't think I've, I've never <laughs> had this beer before. I would call this. Uh, it could be an ESB. It could be an English Mild. It's certainly not an IPA. It's not bitter at who, all. Who makes an English Mild or an ESB in Oakland County? <laughs> He's not wrong. Oh. Well, shit. Axel? Oh, that's all, that's all I got for you. I, oh yeah, Axel's Axel's Oakland too. I mean, he got. So we, we got oh, wait, 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 because I mean, well, did he do that again? Because I mean, he just he got us on Axel what three, four weeks ago. I did. He did. About four weeks ago, yeah. Damn. That's. I mean, if we, wait, if, wait. We, if we cut twelve mile, that leaves a lot north. <laughs> It but I mean, there's so much south of 12 Mile too. Uh, wait a minute. What does what does Urban Rest have? Um, oh. IPAs and kombucha. <laughs> no, it's not, it's I don't not think. I don't think, I don't think Zach's made this beer. Okay. And I just. I mean, you said. I don't, I don't think once Axel made came out, I know beer. Urban Rest is, is right there. So that's why I just thought I'd throw that one out there. Or uh, an English my taste it like I, I I feel it's an ESB but I have no like I the only ESB that I know is Zagatug and Zagatug ain't in Oakland so I feel like Axel had one when I was there. All right, here we go. I got it. I got it. I got it. Because I think I think we can get Axel if we ask this question. Is this no. now? <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> now we're gonna say. Is there tap room east or west of Woodward? East. So it's not Axel. All right. I had to be specific because their production facility is east of Woodward. East. East. Of so we have one more question. Though. We do. We we have we know it's an ESB. We know it's in Oakland County, east of Woodward. East I don't know Woodward. what that means. Can you give me some like landmarks? I'm not good with You know what Woodward is like to the right of that. <laughs> it's towards the water from Woodward. <laughs> on, on the side of Trader Joe's. So on our side, right? <laughs> yes, on our side. On our yeah. side. We are oh. east of Woodward at the moment. <sighs> so then that would be Griffin Claw, Royal Oak. Rogue. Rogue. What, about that? what about that Jolly Pumpkin? Because they sell. This ain't a Jolly Pumpkin. I know, yeah, but they sell North Peak there, don't they? Yeah, but we Does said North the tap Peak have room, an ESP? and I don't think North Peak's tap room would be in the 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 the, the, the phrasing of the question. Yeah, so I was just we're at east Rogue. of Woodward. I don't, I don't think Matt would also think of that either. So, east of Woodward, south of Twelve Mile. 
I don't know if we are, we didn't ask. We can be, yeah, we can be. Okay, we are east of Woodward, south of 12 miles. See, I got a freebie. Oh, oh, wow. In Oakland County. So, in so Oakland County. In Oakland yeah. Oakland so, we're, County. we're literally Royal Oak, Ferndale, Hazel Park. And Warren. Clawson-ish? No, Warren's Oakland no, County. No, Clawson's 14 mile. Okay, so yeah, that's, that's where you're at. Sellerman's? No, okay. no, Sellerman's doesn't have it. They, they literally have their Thrasher and their Boogeyman. Okay. I say I've never had their their beer, so I wasn't sure what they had. <laughs> All right. So let's 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 just. Let's I just haven't been to Bastogne in a minute. Oh my God! Yeah, Bastogne still makes. They they don't have. Do they have a tasting room still? No, that's the Jolly Pumpkin. No, they Bastogne moved to where the the Monk Tap Room was. Jolly Pumpkin doesn't brew beer anymore. There doesn't brew beer in Royal Oak. They just have a tap room there. Yeah, but. Mm, I'm pretty. Jolly Pumpkin okay. Tap Room. That's not, right on Main the old Boston. Yes, yeah, Boston right on Main moved to the back of the building where the Monk Tap Room was. So this brewery could be right down the street. It could be. It is. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna guess. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know either. Have we had this brewery on this show? Not during my tenure. So it's either literally Royal Oak Brewing or Lily's. I would guess Lily's. Lily's? That's what I would so guess. So we would say Lily's ESB or Lily's English Mild? Do they have a mild? I have no idea. I think it's a mild. So our answer is Lily's English Mild. This is... The Brew House ESB at Royal Oak Brewery. God damn it. <laughs> oh my god. We guessed wrong on both. Oh. Timmy's going to be very mad at me. Not uh, a bad beer at all. And Jeremy. The serve, I went there, had dinner there. Food has lost it. And really? Not, not, yeah, I, I, I used to have a lot better memories when they were still part of the Rochester Brewery family. Sure, yeah. Um, I uh, went back back then. I had a birthday party there. This was the night of the decision. Oh. <laughs> That's how long ago this was. Damn. We drank them out of draft beer. I remember. Yes. And I have never been back since. <laughs> Damn. Going out in style. So, I mean, they, they wouldn't take reservations, and I brought 60 people. 60? Yeah, it was wow, kind of a popular. big deal. Yeah, I am popular, I would say. So, um, question number four, get to know your guest, our host and guest. Christmas and holiday beers are beginning to hit the shelves. It's Christmas time. Hey, Is there a, a Christmas or holiday beer that you always reach for mm. or a flavor of the winter warmer that you always want to try? Shiner. For me, yeah, for me, it's always Shiner Cheer. Shiner. Shiner I like cheer. the Stone Chocobesa. I don't know. The, did you say, is that English? <laughs> No, it's, it's Mexican. It's with yeah. an X. Spanish. Um, <laughs> it's I'll, uh, I'll bring one next week. We'll get the holiday cheer happening. Chocobesa is pretty damn good. So good. Chocobesa yeah, unleashed a bunch of hate on their Facebook page because they're like, this is America. We don't speak Spanish here. And I about near died when I saw those Have you posts. walked into a Home Depot? Well, also where Stone is, there is a large Mexican contingency. Um, uh, Bell's Winter White. Well, do you guys have any plans for winter warmers or fall yeah, uh, winter well, seasonal beers? What's your go-to, too? Don't for forget that one. The go-to, um, I'll get to after. <laughs> but first up, yeah, what we wanted to do was get some darker beers on tap 
and uh, higher alcohol beers on tap. So I do have some thoughts about making uh, a Christmas uh, beer, but there's a few different directions you can go. So I'm still not 100% sure what I'm gonna do. Now, uh, as far as a go-to beer, I recall I was uh, brewing for Atwater and they made uh, an awesome Christmas uh, beer called Leibkuchen. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a type of cookie that's available in Germany uh, around Christmas time. Real almondy, a uh, little bit of spice. And I love that sort of flavor, you know. Uh, I don't want to steal from Atwater, uh, you know, but if, if, if I had to drink a Christmas beer, it would be almonds, cinnamon, allspice, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, um, all right. I guess last question five because I ran out of thought. Um, today's Veterans Day, so I just want to shout out my dad. Question five: Who's a veteran? Uh, my grandfathers were both veterans. My best friend Michael's dad was a veteran. So, anybody else want to take a quick shout out? Rob, Ken, Angela, Lil. How much of a veteran beer co? Veteran beer yeah. company. Veteran owned, veteran operated. All employees are veterans. There you go. You can uh, get their beer on the shelves here in Michigan. Definitely, uh, you want a way to support the uh, troops and drink good beer. Definitely drink their beer. Definitely drink their beer. Boombaye, I think. No, the what is the? Uh, hoorah! No, Boombaye. That's a Howard Stern thing. That's not. That's my Uh So, Bo, back to. Um, Brain fart. Yeah, Fillmore 13 before we wrap up. Sorry, it's, it's not on it at all. It's, it's not on a shirt that from here. So, <laughs> where again is Fillmore 13? We are in Pontiac, Michigan, uh, 7 North Saginaw, right downtown. What's the easiest way to get there from Royal Oak? Royal Oak, probably straight up Woodward uh, or uh, 75 North to uh, 59. Yeah. I come from Redford, so I go straight oh. up Telegraph Jeez. all the way. Right from, right from my mom's house. She's over there. But What's the best thing that's pouring on your taps right now? What do you think the best thing? Right. <laughs> uh, personally, sort of my go-to beer uh, that I like to drink more often than I uh, need to is uh, Hoppy Nooner. Uh, it's the Mosaic uh, IPA that we make. Uh, but I am as, uh, especially proud of the uh, double IPA that we had here tonight so and is there do you have anything like in the tanks that you haven't put on tap yet or anything that you have in your mind that you you're wanting to to uh to make in the next in the, in the near future yeah we've come to the stage you know well? we've got the uh the bourbon barrel aged uh imperial stouts and the uh the double chocolate milk stout uh both in a bourbon barrel uh those will be coming relatively soon uh, I don't have an exact date yet, uh, but I've also got uh, an imperial red lager recipe in mind that I'd like to brew, but obviously it's not in the tank yet. I haven't even bought the materials yet for it. Can I give you? Can I give you one little food for thought? Absolutely. You like German beers, right? I love them. Lime and ginger Berliner Weiss. Okay. Kind of like a Rattler style. Sure. Sure. But you get a little bit of. A little freshness from the lime, a little bit of quenching from the ginger. Maybe you, you kick the IPA, you kick the, maybe, uh, the 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 alcohol up because you get a little extra sugar out of it. Maybe wait for a warmer uh, weather. I, I mean, I'll drink it whenever, but that. maybe yeah. a March March release. Sure. 
Goulard ginger lime beer. I will give that some thought. I know I'll be there with bells on if you want to make it. We had a I'll come zest your limes. An unofficial uh, uh, poll of the staff, and uh, I think ginger won as the ingredient that they want to see me brew with next. Well, the, the reason I like the Berliner Weiss with that is because the Berliner Weiss, the yeast is going to give you a lemony kind of flavor, bounce out with the lime, and then throw that little ginger in there. Right. Um, I think that's going to be the next hotness. So I'm all about it. that style right now, so I'm on board. That's we can all brew I've been drinking. We can brew it at the, at the brown iron as well. The brown iron. The brown iron. Not any. The, the brown iron. That's going to do it for us. Bo, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for staying the whole time. You can find them Facebook. Check them out over in Pontiac. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, all Instagram, Better on Draft. You Twitch. can find us on Untapped and Twitch with Bod Podcast, B-O-D-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. We appreciate you listening. You can always check out our video over on Pod Podcast on Twitch as well as YouTube's Better on Draft. As well as the, our Better on Draft Facebook page where you will vote on the New England IPA of your choice to get a free pint at the Brown Iron Brewing it's Outlet. not free. We're buying it. Well, for them, for the drinkers. Yes, <laughs> but we have to. Legalities, Matt. Legalities. You know these legalities. You worked for power. Come on, Johnny Law. Come after me. <laughs> Matt Bush, come get me. That's good to do it for us. Thank you so much again, Bo, for coming. And no matter what you think of your beer, we think it's better on draft. <laughs> Have a good night. Peace.